What's happening? Welcome to the Coven of Awesomeness podcast. This is episode 128. Louise, how are you today? You beautiful, beautiful human. Thank you. I'm good. Today has been a good day. I've been very productive today, mostly because I did that thing where I left everything to the last minute and I had to be productive because I'm, oh, uh-huh. I'm off work tomorrow. So I'm like, I need to get this shit done because I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Uh-huh. Do you generally find that effective? Yeah. I actually do, mm-hmm. um, because... I'm not a fan. I, like, when I have a time pressure, I'm more, like, focused on what I need to get done. If you give mm-hmm. me, like, six weeks to do something, I will do it, the, like, in week six. Yeah. Not in the first week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish I was the type of person to do that. I actually read something recently about... Um, I can't remember what it was. It was talking about people with ADHD, which I don't think... I, my husband thinks I have ADHD, but I don't think I do... But I'm also, like, a generator. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask design. if that shows up in your human design. Well, yeah, way. because I have to do things that make me feel, like, lit up. And essentially, mm-hmm. when I was reading this thing about ADHD, it resonated with me because it was, like, you only want to do things that are exciting to you. Mm-hmm. And lots of things, like, a lot of the stuff that I had to do today, it was all admin-type tasks, which are not exciting to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, But what happens when you leave them to the last minute is they become kind of exciting because you have to mm. get them. So it generates mm-hmm. that little bit more intrigue and interest. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think that's what happens to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got everything done. I'm feeling good about it. I've been very productive today. So, yeah, all good. How are you? You've been out and about today. Yeah, I was at a GGC growth and accountability event earlier today. Um, If you remember our episode with Laura, I was with her today. Um, And these are really great because like today we did a small group brainstorming session. Mm -hmm. And as I am the only person in my business, there's nobody to brainstorm with. Yeah, just you, yourself and you. So um, I definitely highly recommend if there are any other solopreneurs out there and you haven't gotten yourself into some kind of business owner community, Mm -hmm. see if you can find one. It probably won't be as awesome as the Glasgow Girls Club, but, uh, you know, I'm sure there's something similar. And uh, it's just really, really helpful to have that bit of community within being a small business owner, business owner of one. But also I was saying to you, it was really, really draining for mm-hmm. some reason. Like I did some hardcore extroverting earlier today. Mm-hmm. And now I'm tired, which you can probably hear in my voice. Hardcore extroverting for a hardcore introvert is uh, mm-hmm. definitely going to be be draining. But you can look at it and that, you know, it's draining, but in a good way because you got mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot out of it. Like you didn't come away going. It was a going, super positive experience. Yeah, yeah. I never want to do that again. <laughs> like you came away <laughs> being like, that was amazing. I just need to recharge myself. Uh-huh. And I've been in like since a couple weeks ago when I was really, really busy and had tons of events and stuff like that. I've been a little bit more hermity the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. which has been really nice. So I think maybe just my like extroverting muscles were on the rebound and weren't quite ready for all of that interaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're still sore from the last workout you gave them. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. Um 
I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, did you? Did she forget or is she frozen? Yeah, nope, forgot what I was going to say. Has she gone into a time warp? Oh, very, <laughs> very topical for our topic today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the time of the month where we give out some witchy advice to people. Mm-hmm. The, your witchy agony ants have arrived on the scene to save your witchy bacon. <laughs> our question this week, Renee, is... How do you get yourself out of a spiritual funk? Mm-hmm. I love that question. Yeah. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but can you tell me a little bit more about what this person means by spiritual funk? Or what you think they mean? Well, I was thinking of it in terms of like, we go through, yeah, it's like the Wheel of Fortune card, isn't it? I keep mm-hmm. going to say the Wheel of Time because we're watching the Wheel of Time just now. Uh, it's like the Wheel of Fortune card. We go through peaks and troughs in our spiritual mm-hmm. journey and sometimes we're like, yeah, I'm following the moon and I'm journaling every day and I'm doing X, Y, Z and I'm picking a crystal and I'm doing all this. And then sometimes we get kind of like off that path that we were on, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think for different people it'll happen at different times of the year. I know for me personally it happens quite a lot at this time of the year. When you're just like in a general funk and there's like mm-hmm. a slight malaise <laughs> hanging over your life with, with the winter weather. So I think just like how do you, once you've come off that track of the things that you know you want to be doing kind of regularly for yourself in terms of your mm-hmm. spiritual practice, how do you get back on it? How do yeah. you get that uh, pep in your step again? Uh-huh. First of all, accept it. Yeah. Without any judgment. Mm-hmm recognize that this is a cycle that happens to all people you have times of the day week month year when you are more energetic and times when you are less energetic and there's nothing wrong with you if you're feeling less energetic Mm -hmm. so there's no punishment that needs to happen there's no self-chastising that needs to happen it's just where you are and uh, you can come back to your spiritual journey whenever you are ready. That path is always before you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't disappear. You don't need to earn your way back onto it. You just pick it up and start again whenever you feel like it. But I think that some uh, low-energy spiritual work can kind of be a good gateway back into Mm -hmm. creating more of those nourishing habits that you know, like either you've practiced in the past or you mean to practice. So rather than trying to, quote, get back on track with everything all at once, Mm -hmm. just adding in little things at a time. Mm -hmm. So maybe before you get out of bed, you take three conscious breaths every morning. Mm -hmm. You have to breathe anyway. Yep. So you might as well do it with a little, with the intention of a little bit of spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of sitting down to do a 10 minute journaling session every night, you just write one affirmation or you write one thing that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of jumping into daily, um, spell work or devotion, you just light a candle every day. Mm-hmm. Little things that aren't going to ask a lot of you, but are going to help you feel connected without draining your energy. Absolutely. And I think it's also about remembering that like you and like your life, your spiritual journey is going to change over time. 
The things that were helpful for you and that you wanted to do every day at the start of your spiritual journey, which I think in particular, and we've talked about this before, you try to add everything into mm-hmm. your spiritual journey. Yeah, because you're so excited about it. Yeah, I should be doing this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then by the end of it, you're starting an intention into your tea each day and that's about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think it's okay, as you say, it's okay for that to happen. It's okay that you don't do big, massive spiritual practices every day. And it's also okay for those spiritual practices to change. They don't mm-hmm. have to always look the same over time. I watched a video um, the other day from one of our former guests, Lauren Runyon, talking about, you know, the the myths or the rules that people have around... Oh, yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah, around mm-hmm. meditation, meditation and mm-hmm. mindfulness and the idea that you have to do it for 20 minutes and you have to do it in silence and you can't think any thoughts. And she's like, just like you said, if you take three deep breaths at any point in your day... Mm-hmm. You're having a mindful moment and that's you practicing yeah. mindfulness. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be, I'm going to practice meditation for half an hour at 7pm every single day. Like, be kinder to yourself. Let mm-hmm. it flow with your day. Because our days are also different as well. Particularly yeah. for somebody, you know, like myself and like yourself, where we do maybe lots of different things within our role. So maybe one day you're at home for the full day so you've got time to do a little bit more spirituality. Sometimes I'm out from the crack of dawn until after dinner time. And... Mm-hmm. So actually those three mindful breaths in the car after I've finished a session is about as mindful as I'm going to get in that moment. Do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it's about being that that's okay, that it can change with time. It can change with the day, even depending on what you're doing. It doesn't have to be. And I think sometimes I was talking to a friend about this. We were talking to it in relation to kind of like trauma informed practice, but the idea that sometimes we're always trying to get back to the way something was. And sometimes you can't go back. You have to just Mm -hmm. go forward. Yeah. And trying new things and add new things in, like constantly searching for the way something was. You're never going to be the person you were even five minutes ago. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we have to yeah. keep moving forward with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think it's important to remember that um, mindset is magic. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you don't need to be doing anything to be a witch or be a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. If you exist in a state of mindful awareness, spiritual connection, if you are just going about your everyday life, doing your everyday things with the inner knowing that you are gratefully connected to something higher than you, Mm -hmm. that is already you having a spiritual practice. Absolutely. And we've talked about this so many times before that, you know, pressure that people feel within the witchcraft community to be doing X, Y, Z and to be constantly manifesting things. And sometimes at this point in time, there's nothing specific that needs to be manifested. You're just, as you say, living in conscious gratitude for what you Mm -hmm. do have. Um, You don't always need to be doing the next big thing or doing a specific practice or or Mm -hmm. that sort of way. Your practice is your practice and it's going to look different from mine. It's going to look different from Renee's and that's okay. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, if we wanted to go and be part of a group where we were all told to do the exact same things every day, as I've said before, I would have stayed in the church. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we we chose this path because we wanted to be free to, to, you know, connect to the universal energies in our own way. And it doesn't really matter and nobody can tell you shit about it if it makes you happy. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times this feeling of a spiritual funk comes from um, 
a lack of energy overall, but I think mm-hmm. piled on top of that is some self-judgment. So yes. definitely start by letting that go. Yeah. If you manage to make yourself a cup of tea in the morning and think this is a good thing, that's a spiritual practice. That's you being grateful for it. You don't need to stir a specific intention into it. You don't need to have boiled it with moon water or any of those types of things. Just go in. I'm grateful for this cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Spirituality in a cup, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Brene, you alluded mm-hmm. with your little temporal saying, I don't know what it was <laughs> earlier on, as to what we might be talking about today. What are we tell the tell the people who may or may not be listening in this timeline what we're talking about today? Yeah. Uh our topic, our question to explore for today mm-hmm. is time linear. Now, this came on to the list of possible topics after we read, and now my brain has the gone The first 15 blank. lives of Harry August? Yes, after we read The First 15 Lives of Harry August for a book club mm-hmm. back in I don't know when. Yep. But this is a very unusual take on not exactly time travel, but the way that we experience time yes. that I had I had never come across before. And so it got a lot of discussions going in the book club and also in my mind and in the way that my dreams mm-hmm. were presenting. I don't know if this happens to other people, but if I'm like really into a book or a TV show or something like that, it completely takes over my dream life. <laughs> so I was having some very weird dreams around that time. Um, and so we just wanted to take – you know, a half hour to explore that. Every week we exist in a weird temporal shift because we record this podcast and it comes out two weeks later. And so we're trying to sometimes uh, kind of put ourselves in that future space when we're mm-hmm. telling you about stuff. It's very, very weird occasionally. Um, but yeah, what is time? Does it go in a line? Um, does it make sense at all? Does it even exist? Who are we? Uh, are we real people in real space? Are we just um, thoughts in some, you know, giant turtle's mind? Are, uh, is time a circle? Is it a squiggly line? What the fuck is it? Yeah, and I think that, like, we could get we could get sucked into talking about this topic for a long, long time, so I think we need to be careful on this episode. I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, there's so many... like Talking about time travel creates a time paradox. Yeah, what is time is the <laughs> ultimate question. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously like time exists in some fashion because things change, but we've also tried to... like harness time or in the way that we've we've someone decided based on you know the sun moving that there are 60 seconds in a minute there are 60 minutes in an hour and there are 24 hours in a day i actually learned about this on qi the other day and i can't remember which ancient culture it was but um you know we count in tens because we have 10 fingers um but this culture used to count by like the knuckles on your hands so everything was in sets of 12 and so that's how we came up with like you know 24 hours in a day 60 minutes um you know 60 minutes in an hour all that kind of stuff apparently is based on this way of counting that was in sets of 12. But this is what I mean. It's just based on something that someone was doing at the time when it 
we decided that that was going to be the thing. Do you know what I mean? I mean, so- do we do we want to skip on over to all languages arbitrary? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, when we're talking about time, it's just really hard to grasp the concept of it because, mm-hmm. again, like, you know, if we talk about the, the calendar, what we use the Gregorian calendar now... Mm-hmm. Because somebody went, I don't like the calendar that they're using, so we're going to use a different one. And that changed how many days there were in a month and what the months were called and when they fall in the year and like all of these different things. Um, and so I think a lot of the time, like when you start getting into the questions of it, you can get really deep into like... Yeah, the way that we measure time in modern society is just made up like almost everything Oh yeah, everything. Yeah, everything in life is made up. Like. like I've even I've lived in countries where they have like they know what year it is for the rest of the world, but also they ha- they're on a different year because they started counting the years at a totally different time. Yeah, um, there are places. Um, well, if I even- think it's China where everybody ages up on Chinese New Year. So if you were born like in January, you'll be one years old basically like by the end of the month or the start of February at the Chinese New Year. So everyone's... That was going to make a really stupid Or if you're born in... (laughs) I nearly said so everyone's the same age. No, they're not. (laughs) Everyone has kind of the same birthday, sort of. Everybody's age goes up one year on the same day. But physically, you're not that age. Like, that's what I mean. Like, that's so weird. Um... Yeah, and then there's some people, and people get a lot of flack for this on the internet, and people make fun of them, who, like, count their baby's age in months. Um, And they're like, my Mm 42-month-old, and things like that. (laughs) And you're like... I mean, it's a relatively new phenomenon to count your pregnancy in weeks. Yeah, I always thought it was, like, months, but they they seem to do it in weeks now. Um, Mm But... Yeah, I did like, not know how many weeks pregnant I was ever. Yeah, I think that's probably also an increase in technology and that you mm-hmm. can more accurate accurately, sorry, work out. They're when still just you guessing though. I mean, yeah, it's still still a relative guess. But I think like again, there's so many different ideas about how time should be counted. And I think that's why there's so many different ideas about how time works and like whether it's linear or, you know me, I'm a multiverse gal. Mm-hmm. I fully believe <laughs> that this does not, like every decision, there must be a version of you that like makes the other decision that's off like living somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um there's a version of you that's got hot dogs for fingers. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's. <laughs> Did you finally see that movie? No, I've seen bits of it, but oh. I, I saw that scene and I was like, that is great. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like, there, there's versions of you. But then there's some people, you know, if we think of um, the first 15 leaves of Harry August, the people um, who are the Kala Chakras or the what do they call them, Aurorbians or something like that, um, as in like the Aurorbus, the 
Aerobus, mm-hmm. is that how you say that? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I've never heard anybody who knows how to say it actually say it. I've only yeah. seen it on the page. So. Same. Um, so if anybody knows how to say that word, please contact us. The symbol with the snake eating its own tail, if you know how to say it, send us a voice note so we'll know how to say it. Yeah, like the, the idea that everything is cyclical. So for them, life is cyclical because they reach a certain age and then they die and it, it's not always the same age, depending on what they've done in their life. Mm-hmm. And then they're reborn on the exact same day they were born the first time. They're not reincarnated at the same point that they died. They go back in time to when they were originally born and they relive their life again. So Yeah, so those- if you're born on December 17th, 1978, if I was one of these people and I died tomorrow, I would be reborn as me to the same parents, in the same place, on December 17th, 1978, and I would start life again from that day. Yeah, and you would only live as long as your body will naturally take you in that Mm -hmm. lifetime. Unless you do something that means that you die earlier than that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for them, their life is cyclical, but it doesn't always play out the same. And there's like... This is where the, like, multiverse thing comes into it and that, like, he, in his first life, marries this woman. I don't know if he ever marries her again in any of his other lives, but he meets her again in various mm-hmm. other lives. And she doesn't know who he is, but mm-hmm. he knows who she is. Yeah, so there's like a these version... people have, I think it's important to mention, they, can, they retain their consciousness from their previous lives. Yes. To varying extents, do they remember... Yeah, so there stuff, are stuff, but they do have consciousness of the fact that they have lived this life before multiple yeah, times. So they make they're able to make different choices, and there's different people who have different abilities to remember different amounts of things mm-hmm. that have happened in their lives. Um, but so there must be a version out a life out there where Harry is married to his sometimes wife alongside the version of Harry that's not married to his not-wife in this world. I don't know. Um, But people love to talk about time in pop culture. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's a lot of the um, time travel theories in pop culture that do subscribe to a more linear concept in that, like, okay, for example, Harry Potter, sorry, had to, they have a time-turner, they go yes. back a certain amount of time and they are li- living their life on a continual, what feels to them like a continual forward movement in time. Yeah. But they're also running parallel to the past version of themselves. And so both versions of them are existing at once in the same place. Yeah, and you see that quite a lot of the time. It's that I, you know, the rules of time travel are that you can't interact with yourself. But then there's other time travel. If uh, you think about the what was the TV show in the book with the witch and the vampire, a discovery of witches, and mm-hmm. a discovery of witches when they go back in time, they replace. Well, she's never been back in time. She's never mm-hmm. been there, but he replaces himself back in time so that's Mm -hmm. a completely different concept of time travel in that you now don't exist in the future Mm -hmm. and you're replacing yourself in the past there's no like we might run into matthew from the past yeah you are now matthew from the past and you have to remember what you were like back then because he's going back and and you know to elizabethan 
England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 500 years. Yeah, from current day. Mm-hmm. What was he doing? What did he... Because everyone's like, where's your beard gone? And he's like, oh, shit, I had a beard. <laughs> like, <laughs> things like that, as opposed to, you know, if you go back, you just have to avoid your own self mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. And or not make out with your mom, as in uh, Back yeah. to the Future. And there's lots of those kind of ideas of if you go back into the past and you make a change. So they talk about this in Avengers Endgame. Lots of people believe that if you go back in time and you do something, it will alter the future. Mm-hmm. But they say that that's not what will happen because that's not how it works because then that future, like, it's that whole, but that future doesn't exist because you've changed it, like... It's all very mm-hmm. complicated. <laughs> it's, yeah, so if you, like, okay, so in the Marvel uh, world, if we take everything in Marvel as fact. Yes. Which it's clearly not, but Professor Hulk says. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there, I think there is a bit of this, right, like we need to try not to disturb it. We need to, they also had to agree to take all the Infinity Stones. Sorry if you haven't seen Endgame, why are you here? Um, <laughs> they have to take all the Infinity Stones and put them back at the end, well, right? That's the that agreement. Was, that's the but, agreement that they have with the the grand, what are they called? I was going to say the, the grand empress, that's not her name. The person who exists. I, the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. I kept saying Supreme Being in my yeah. head, and I was like, that's not it either. Sorcerer Supreme. With Tilda Swinton. When, when they speak to um, our Lord Who and obviously Savior, Tilda is the Supreme Being. Yeah. She says, because she's aware of the multiverse and mm-hmm. timeline fractures and the fact that they're trying at that point in time not to do that. Um,. So she's like, no, you need to put her and Bruce Banner come to the conclusion that they will put them all back where they came from Mm because otherwise the timelines will split. But it's one of those things where going back and putting them back will fix the timelines. It's not like Mm -hmm. they're going to exist anyway, which would kind of happen in other time travel movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that seems to be what you notice about anything that talks about time travel is that we just don't know how it would work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah because captain america goes back to take back the stones and just stays there he but does. the like present doesn't make present day captain america and all the shit that he did not happen yeah yeah because they're existing now in sort of two separate timelines yeah it doesn't change the current reality because those things still happened yeah i'm sure there's like loads of like complicated physics and maths equations that go into time mm-hmm. travel and how it would work and yeah and there's obviously I am not a scientist yeah never have claimed <laughs> <laughs> to be one to be a scientist but there is all this shit in quantum physics that's mm. like all this stuff exists at once and um and and like, you say the quantum realm to me, and you use science words that make it sound like science, but also, like, it might as well just be a magical fairyland, because it is so beyond human, like, comprehension that yeah. quantum physics, magic, same thing. The only thing I know about the quantum realm is that that's where they go in Ant-Man. 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I like to me, that's a made up concept, and I know it's not. But like, mm-hmm. I'm like, they talk about it in Ant Man, and they shrink down and they go to the quantum realm. Yeah, that's I don't think that's real. what the quantum realm actually is, though. No, I know that, but like the idea of the quantum realm, you're going, oh yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp, or you know, Quantum Mania, or whatever. Like, but actually, <laughs> like there is more to it than that. Because I remember seeing that someone recently, someone that I follow, it might have been Amy from Probably. Rights, was writing about the idea of, of manifestation and the reason the reason that we, we talk about manifestation in like the present is because that version of you exists somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you're basically kind of trying to draw those two. Yeah, I think I know which post you're talking about you know I mean? when she talked about Schrodinger's cat. I've probably completely misquoted her when saying that. So, Emmy, if you're listening to this, I do apologize. When she yeah. comes on the podcast, we'll get her to explain it to you. No, I, I still haven't told her she's on the list as a podcast guest. Yeah. Um, she's awesome. You guys are going to love her. But no, so in this post, if we're talking about the same one, yeah, this is where she talked about Schrodinger's cat. Like, if the cat yeah, is yeah. in the box and you can't see the cat, does the cat exist? Mm-hmm. And so it's basically this concept in terms of manifestation that there is a version of you that has the thing or the state of being that you desire, but you can't see it, so it both exists and doesn't exist at the same time. And mm-hmm. so the way that you manifest it is by um, – being acting as if it exists and that sort of slowly moves you closer to merging with this version of yourself the energy of this version of yourself that does or has or is the thing yeah i've found the post okay great (laughs) um so it's talking about the quantum field as a field of intelligence or consciousness that exists beyond space and time. Mm-hmm. So this is Emmy from, is an actual scientist. Yeah, well, this is a quote from an actual person, Dr. Joel Dispenza, I think that's how you pronounce that. Um, and it says, we live in a multi-dimensional, multi-timeline universe. This means that we can shift between timelines to materialize our desires. Creation is finished. Manifestation is often misconstrued as creating something. Um, and it's the idea of superposition, as you were saying about Schrodinger's cat. Like, is it alive? Is it not? You don't know until you get there type thing. Um, and therefore, two possible realities existing at the same time within the quantum field, which is kind of outside of space and time. And once the outcome is observed, then the other reality is kind of gone. And it's the same with manifesting, where you can, you're not trying to create something as you said you're trying to bring something that already exists mm-hmm. into play for you but again i'm not a scientist and that all sounds very complicated yeah that's that's why i'm like it might as well be a magical fairyland because uh, sure whatever if you say so yeah <laughs> like, i don't know how they prove that because it's not observable yeah but then you know that's what quantum physics is isn't it is people <laughs> trying to prove things that are not observable and there's so many like weird things that happen with time i'm going to jump to our listener comment because mm-hmm. I, I didn't have, even think I have of this things I, was... I want to say about this okay yes. right so this person has said i wholeheartedly believe in deja vu i get it all the time and can be in places in different countries i've never been before and experience deja vu and people will say that, like, deja vu is essentially a glitch in the matrix, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. that, like, crossing over of timelines. Renee, have you heard of the Mandela effect? Uh, I have heard of it um, from the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. 
Okay, I'm going to talk to you about the Mandela effect because I'm convinced it's real. This is now a conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> Welcome, friends. So essentially, the Mandela effect is named after Nelson Mandela because it came about when Nelson Mandela died and a whole bunch of people were like, didn't he die in like the 90s? And everyone was like, no, <laughs> like he's still alive. And people were like, no, I remember watching his funeral. Like they gave him a state funeral and his wife like made a speech and did all this stuff. And this wasn't just like one or two people. This was mm-hmm. thousands of people who were convinced that Nelson Mandela was already dead. They'd watched the funeral. They'd heard this news somewhere. Mm-hmm. And this has been like noted with lots of different things kind of throughout time and history of people being like, I saw that somewhere. Or this used to say that. It's like people will talk, I saw a post on TikTok about this the other day. If you live, if you've ever used the brand Febreze, it used to be spelled different. And you can't find any evidence to prove that it used to be spelled different, but it did used to be spelled different. It used to have two E's and now it doesn't. So there's all of these things out there that basically, if you've ever read a book, and this has happened to me, I can think of this specific book, and it happened to my friend as well because we both read the book. We got to like book six in the series of like 10 books and went, when did they change that character's name? That's not what that character was called before. But when you go back and you look at the previous books, the character was always called that. Mm-hmm. And it's that idea that actually there's been a crossover in the timelines somewhere and it's changed something in your timeline that actually existed in another timeline. So I'm always really interested when people share their Mandela effects mm-hmm. stories with me. But yeah, the deja vu thing is always really interesting. Like when you're just like, you just get the strongest sense of I've done this before or I've been here before. I know some people think it's like a past life situation which again time are we reborn mm-hmm. multiple times all of that sort of stuff some people it's that like multiverse theory that there's a version of you you know you go to china for example on holiday and there's another version of you in the universe that's been to china um mm-hmm. and you're kind of getting those memories or whatever it's such a weird thing deja vu isn't it mm-hmm. yeah and it happens to everyone it's not like yeah. it's an isolated phenomenon it happens to people all the time that you just get that sense that unexplainable sense that you've been here before you've done this before um and i don't know if there is a scientific explanation for it yeah i'm not sure either i get it quite often like if i'm having a conversation with someone like I've had this conversation with you before. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. And again, it's quite often with somebody that you know well, you know, maybe your husband or your friend, like not necessarily like with a stranger, but Mm -hmm. like probably a person that you might have in multiple realities had a similar conversation Mm -hmm. with. But I've also heard like um, neurologists talk about how they don't think that we really have free will because they have seen examples of people who will um, sort of – now, I'm going to probably misquote this because I'm trying to remember from a podcast I listened to months ago, mm-hmm. but talking about how, like, people will have an experience where they sort of, like, lose consciousness, mm-hmm. and every time that they wake up, they do or say the exact same thing, and they think that our – we think that we have free will, but our brains mm. are so programmed that we will pretty much always make roughly the same choices. Yeah, I think that that's the interesting thing if we were to think about the 
Harry August situation, right? They, the Kala Chakra in that book are born with the knowledge that they've lived this life before mm-hmm. and therefore can choose to do it differently. Yeah. If you were born without the knowledge that you've mm-hmm. been born before in the same life, would you do things differently? Would you make the same choices? Would you do the same things? Like if you were to just go back and start your life over again with no knowledge of what is to come. And I think that the, there's just, there's so much chaos mm-hmm. in the world that I yeah. would be, to me, it would be impossible to live roughly the same life because there are a billion opportunities every day for you to make a slightly different decision that while the first one might only take you one degree away, like those thousands and thousands of thousands of compounding decisions would take you off in a totally different direction. Yeah, you would think so. Because like, even like, I think that's the thing that you that you don't always think about in terms of like time and like what impacts time. I think we always think that it's big, massive life events. Like there was a point where your whole story changed. There was probably multiple, like millions of points mm-hmm. down to things like: Did you decide to have toast for breakfast, or did you decide to have cereal for breakfast? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there could be any number of things that could come from that because if you think about well one of them might be more filling than the other in which case I'm gonna have my lunch a wee bit later which might you know like and I think when we look back in our lives we don't think about all of those all of the micro decisions that we make every single day yeah that's what I'm saying yeah and how they could necessarily like impact you you know on when, what day is it today? Thursday the 9th of November 2023, I had a breakfast quesadilla for breakfast because mm-hmm. you know I love them. <laughs> Whereas like if I was to live this whole life again and we got back to the 9th of November 2023, would I make a breakfast quesadilla again? Well, would you be living in that house? Would you know what a breakfast quesadilla is? Would you be in Sweden studying... Marine biology. Yeah, like, how much of it, and I suppose it comes to, like, the, like, sometimes the, almost, like, the nature and nurture debate, isn't it? Like, how much of the choices that you make are ingrained in you as a person in terms of, I am the person who will make this choice. Mm -hmm. These are the things that I do. Or, like, just situational. Mm -hmm. If you're one of those people who gets reborn again and again, but you're a Taurus... Are you likely to do a lot of the same things every time? Versus well, if it. you're a Sagittarius, are you likely to go in a million different directions every time? Yeah. And so these neurologists are saying you're actually going to do the same thing every single time because that's how you're wired. Hmm. Intriguing. Yep. Has Have your collective minds been blown, friends? Time's a wild bitch. It is. Um, what about time in the spirit realm? Like we're experiencing time as human beings having mm-hmm. a human experience uh if you if your consciousness goes on to exist after you no longer inhabit this body does it have the same concept of time well i think that a lot of our concept of time has to do with change so we measure time by change like how do i know that i'm getting older because things are changing mm-hmm. in my body how do i know that the seasons 
are moving, how do I know the wheel is turning? Because the trees are changing, things are happening. How do I know that, you know, we're becoming more modern because technology has changed, like mm-hmm. all of this sort of stuff. Whereas I would think in the spirit realm, there's probably not that much change happening mm-hmm. to measure time against. Like, how do you... We measure time as well because the sun changes its position in the sky. Mm-hmm. So it gets dark and that's how we know it's nighttime. But if you're just like a spirit dude wandering around, you're probably not that bothered about what the sun's up to. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how many times the sun goes down, you're still going to be a spirit. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> you're not worried about aging. You're not worried about things decaying or changing in any way, shape or form. You're just yeah. like... It becomes very insignificant. You yeah. don't feel that, like, as humans, I think we, like, really feel the pressure of time and time yeah. running out Absolutely. because we know that someday we're going to die. Mm-hmm. And so time is much more precious. But if you're already dead and you're just existing as consciousness for eternity, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. And I think, like, human beings are probably the only thing on Earth that worries about time. Because we're the only ones that are, like, aware of it. Mm-hmm. Like, my dog is not worried about time. Yeah, they don't really have the consciousness of past and future that humans do. I'm sure there are some other animals that have more of a consciousness than, like, say, your dog. Mm-hmm. But um, because we can't communicate with them very well, we don't know exactly to what level they experience it. But mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the passage of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, here's a, something that I didn't put on the uh, on the outline. We haven't even talked about black holes and oh, wormholes and how bending space can also bend time. Um, don't ask me to understand Einstein, but I have seen Interstellar. Also, the <laughs> James Webb Space Telescope can is going to be taking images of the Big Bang. Somehow? What? It's going to be able to, well, not of the Big Bang, but it's going to be able to to make images of, like, the matter that existed at that time. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. <laughs> so, the telescope is so powerful that it can see so far into space that it's looking back in time. Mm-hmm. Well, in fairness, every time you look at a star, you're looking back in time. Yeah. So it's going. It's going to go all the way back to the beginning, theoretically. I've that broken Louise. <laughs> I feel really weird about that. I don't like, and maybe it's because I'm again not a scientist. I'm just like, how, what, what, how? <laughs> <laughs> how is that like? How is that happening? I don't understand. That is so wild. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially like us looking up at a night sky and seeing the stars but from so far away that the star actually is the Big Bang happening. Mm -hmm. Nah, that's not right, man. (laughs) That that can't be true. Yeah, because it takes takes so long for the light to travel. And that, you know, like, when we're looking at our sun, that's our sun eight minutes ago, because that's how long it takes the light to travel here, right? And so, again, people who know science and, like, actual astrophysics, physics and stuff like that are like you don't know what you're talking about i don't know what i'm talking about we don't we're absolutely not (laughs) denying that but apparently like they yeah it's going to be able to see stuff that is so far away 
Like, I don't think it's going to show you a video of the Big Bang. But I think it's going <laughs> <laughs> There's just a voiceover going, in the beginning. <laughs> it's, going to, it's going to be able to examine the stars that have been around since then. Fuck. That still exist. That's wild. Look, here's what, here's what I don't get about people who are like, uh, witchcraft isn't real, magic is bullshit, manifestation is stupid. We have a uh, telescope that can see back in time. There's, but there's so there's so much that we do not understand about the universe. Oh, we don't have a fucking clue. Exactly. We don't know what is going on. Nobody does, really. We're all just winging it through this life. Don't let anybody tell you different. No one knows what they're doing. No one knows what's happening. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I thought that we would wrap up with like some practical tips for how to approach time in your real life. But I think that we just need to leave with our brains exploded. Time isn't real. Do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, it's kind no of, yeah, it's kind of not, but it totally is. Like, it's the one thing that you can't really create more of. Yeah, and you can't, like, get it back when it's gone. Yeah. (laughs) But also, it's totally made up, and nobody knows how it works. Yeah, I mean, time is an illusion. Mm -hmm. It is literally awesome. When you think of the literal definition of, like, full of awe. Like, this concept of something so big and incomprehensible... That it just, it blows your mind. Time is actually awesome. Yeah. And I think we've had to break it down into things like hours, minutes, days, because otherwise we'll just curl up in a ball <laughs> right? and never get we'll anything We just stare done. off into space forever trying to figure or out what time, the hell. is it time? Who knows? <laughs> is it time? Is it space? Who knows? Are they the same thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Time is literally awesome. It fills us with awe trying to just wrap our teeny tiny brains Mm -hmm. around what it actually means what is making your teeny tiny brain feel awesome this week renee uh have you seen yellow jackets i have not but i want to it's so fucking good oh is this the one about the plane crash yeah 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 so there's this high school girls soccer team and they have one state so they're going to nationals they're 50 states so i don't know how they're the ones going to nationals but they're going to nationals, uh, yeah. and their plane crashes in the wilderness. Uh, and you find out, and you know, kind of upfront in the very first episode, that things deteriorate rapidly, and they do some things that they regret. Um, but it's kind of a parallel timeline, mm-hmm. not a parallel timeline, and that they both exist at once. But that there's two narratives being expressed. See, now everybody's really confused because we just talked about how fucked up time is. There's two different stories being told of them in the wilderness and then them as adults. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of psychological thriller kind of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. There's some, uh, you know, peril and intrigue. There is some supernatural stuff. Oh. it's so good. I'm obsessed. My husband's obsessed. We just finished the first season last night, and I now I have more questions now than I did at the end of the first episode, and I'm so pumped to go and start season two tonight. 
I fucking love Yellow Jackets. It also stars some people who were like big in the nineties. So mm-hmm. as as adults, the Juliet teenagers Lewis are played by yeah Juliet Lewis. Christina Ricci is in it. Mm. Uh, Melanie Linsky, who a lot of people don't necessarily know, or she wasn't big in the 90s, but she was in um, Peter Jackson film called Heavenly Creatures with Kate Winslet when she was a teenager. And that movie is great. It's super weird. It's awesome. You should definitely check it out if you like weird movies. Um, but I love Melanie Linsky and have loved Melanie Linsky for a long time. The plane crash happened in 1996. I graduated from high school in 1997. So, like, I theoretically would be, like, I could have been on that. I didn't play soccer, but, you know, I could have, I could have been them. They're my age. That sounds really good. I wanted to watch it. When I saw it advertised on Amazon Prime, and now you've convinced me that I definitely should should watch it. Yeah, it's so, so good. i really, really loving it. I may be the last, well, the second to last, because you haven't seen it. Yeah. Second to last person in the world to watch Yellow Jackets. But if I'm not, and you haven't seen it yet, do it now. What's making you feel awesome this week? Well, I, on a Wednesday night, well, every second Wednesday night, my husband has an appointment that I take him to because he doesn't drive. And it's far enough away from my house that he would need to be driven, but not close enough that I could, like, come back. It's only an hour appointment. If I drove home, I'd have to just drive immediately straight mm-hmm. back. So that would be a complete waste of my time. So what I usually do is I just take my Kindle or something that I need to do and, like, sit in my car and read my book or whatever, which is not particularly comfortable. And I'm never, like, fully at rest while I'm doing this Mm -hmm. because I'm, like, aware that I'm sat in a car Mm -hmm. waiting for my husband Mm -hmm. to come out from his appointment. And I feel like I'm constantly, like, looking at the clock and, like, shifting around in my seat and trying to get comfortable and all that. And it's also getting into the winter time, so I need to keep turning my car on and off to, like, heat the car back Mm -hmm. up because it's cold. So last night I was dropping my husband off and I decided that I was going to, there's a Starbucks, like a six, because the annoying thing is that just along the street from where I dropped my husband off is a Costa coffee Mm -hmm. that shuts 45 minutes before his appointment, which is really annoying. Because I was like, oh, I'll just sit in Costa. It's not open. So I then found out that we were closer than I thought to a Starbucks and actually another Costa. I didn't realise there was a Costa there as well. It's only like a six-minute drive away. Mm -hmm. So last night I was like, I'm going to drive to Starbucks instead and I went to Starbucks I got myself a little decaf coffee because I don't drink caffeine especially not at that time Mm -hmm. of night um got myself a little decaf caramel macchiato Mm -hmm. and I sat on a comfy little chair and I read my book and I was able to like get into the book Mm -hmm. and just like chill out for a bit and enjoy my coffee and I was like this is definitely much more enjoyable this feels like a time for me mm-hmm. rather than a time waiting on someone else. Mm-hmm. So I think what I'm going to do going forward to make those Wednesday night trips more awesome is to go to the coffee shop and just like treat myself yeah. to a little hot beverage. Mm-hmm. It'll become something you look forward to rather than something you dread. Yeah, absolutely. And the night before that, I can't remember what happened, but I didn't manage to read any of my book. So I was like, well, I'll get to sit in this coffee shop and read loads and then that'll catch me up mm-hmm. from where I should have been in my book reading. And I read loads more of it than, you know, I needed to anyway. Um, and it's a book reading for book club, which I'm very much enjoying. Mm-hmm. 
So I was like, this is great. My little coffee, my little book, sitting in a coffee shop. It was great. So I'm going to do that more often to bring more awesomeness into my life. Great. I love that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Find a way to make it more comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just that going back to our, con- our conversation about time using that time more effectively Mm -hmm. you know that time is going to be there i have to do this thing so how can i make that time more effective for me more restful more um whatever Mm -hmm. that i need in that moment rather than just like spending the time thinking about the time because that, like, mm-hmm. that's what you do you're just like I've been sat here for 15 minutes yeah. it feels like much longer like you make the time go quicker when you're because that's the interesting thing about time it moves at different speeds mm-hmm. sometimes but um I can make the time go quicker and make the time more enjoyable if I'm doing something that actually feels good for me yep that made me think of a scene in the Kids TV show doesn't exist anymore but was very very popular when my child was at the appropriate age for it Blues Clues. I don't know if you have Blues Clues here. Fucking love Blues Clues. But they did a thing once where they just sat and looked at the camera. Steve just like looked at the camera for 60 seconds because they were talking about like, how long is a minute? And he Mm -hmm. was saying like, sometimes a minute goes by really fast when you're doing something. But if you're not doing something, a minute takes really long. And they just sat there Mm -hmm. for a minute. And then he was like, see how long that was? Yeah. Blues Clues. Blowing your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that we're getting back into the time chat. <laughs> it's impossible. Such <laughs> I know, it's impo- we could be talking about time forever, but how long would that be? Oh, nice. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm going to get us out of this black hole. Take me away from it, please. Kids, save us from the black hole of the time discussion. Send us your thoughts. We can jump back in at a later date. We want to hear from you. Get in touch. Uh, send us an email at awesomeon20 at gmail.com. Drop your thoughts in the um, episode thread in the Coven of Awesomeness Facebook group. If you haven't joined yet, what are you waiting for? Get on over there and request to come on in. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also come hang out with us on Instagram and share your wacky time thoughts. I'm at Renee underscore awesome on 20. I'm at Louise underscore awesome on 20. We will have uh, links in the show notes to everything we talked about in this episode. We'll see if we can find you some fact-based information for you to reference, maybe. Yeah, not just the wild ramblings of the two of us. (laughs) Uh, But also, you know, nobody really understands it, so what difference does it make? Yeah. Um, Anyway, you'll find that at awesomeon20.com slash episode 128. While you're there, I have some things that you can enjoy in the present moment. Mm-hmm. I've made you a cranberry ginger cocktail. What delicious. That is festive and refreshing. Mm-hmm. I've also got a sweet potato bread pudding. We're back on the sweet potato. Mm-hmm. Cranberry yep. and sweet potato. I told you that's all there is this month. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's really, really tasty. I was uh, pleasantly surprised by how good this uh, bread pudding was. Also, um, actually... Because we are in a time warp, I called an audible and decided to switch some stuff up in my content calendar. So Mm -hmm. last week I said there's going to be home protection spells. That's coming this week. Um, So that is there by the time you hear this. But what actually came out last week was a 100 link holiday recipe roundup. Wow. That took me five hours to write and I felt like I was in a black hole. 
Um, but it also made me super excited for the holidays and for holiday baking and holiday cooking. It's going to take you from Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving all the way through to New Year, um, breakfast, dinner, uh, appetizers, drinks, desserts, cookies, the whole works. People of the future from us in the past, if you would be so kind to use some of your precious time to help more people in the future come back to the past and listen to all of our previous episodes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and listen to what a great podcast this is. Sorry, I forgot the word because I've confused myself with the whole timeline (laughs) thing now. Leave us a rating and a review on your favourite podcast app. It sends a message into the future and tells the people there that this is a great podcast. Oh, that hurt my brain so much. It's really hard to say. (laughs) I don't know what's happening anymore. It's super helpful for us, gets more people into our community, which is what we want to do at all times, is grow our community. If you want to be even more awesome in your timeline, you can join us on Patreon. We're at patreon.com forward slash awesomeon20, where for as little as £1 a month, you'll be inducted into the ICOA, the International Coven of Awesomeness. You'll get to join the ICOA group chat on Instagram where you'll meet the most amazing human beings that have ever existed and will ever exist (laughs) in time. You'll get a shout out on this podcast that you'll probably have heard us do in the past, do um, shout outs for our wonderful patrons. And you'll also get 13% off of Renee's Sagittarian Tarot and Coaching Services, which includes early access to the Witchcraft Academy events in the future. So if you buy it now, you're going to save yourself money in the future. It's all linking together, friends. <laughs> if you subscribe at one of the higher tiers, you will get all of the content from the previous tier. Plus, you'll get about a year and a half worth of back content mm-hmm. from the past in your future right yeah. now. In the present. Uh-huh. It's all getting very confusing. You'll get ad-free recipes. You'll get moon journal prompts. You'll get a monthly bonus video from us. Again, filmed in the past for you in the future. <laughs> you can subscribe at a higher tier again where you get a spell or ritual every month. You'll get a Patreon exclusive recipe. You get extended editions of the podcast where you get to hear all the stuff that we said. You to spend even more time with us. Yep, spend even more time with us. Hear all of the weird things that we say we cut out. Hear the big gaps of silence where my brain has just been blown out of my skull and I don't know what to say anymore. Sometimes words cannot express how awesome the universe is. No, sometimes there are no words, no words to be said. Uh, And that's why there's big gaps of silence on this (laughs) podcast episode, if you're listening to the extended edition. Uh, If you want to subscribe to the highest tier, you can join our book club, and you'll get a monthly custom three-card tarot spread sent to your inbox directly from Renee. If you want to join our book club, but you don't want to join through the Patreon subscription, you can now buy a ticket on Patreon for just attending the book club. Mm -hmm. We're reading The Dictionary of Lost Words, Mm -hmm. Uh, very much about time and how language changes yes. over time. I'm really, really enjoying it. There's still time for you to get involved. Um, in your timeline, the month is not over mm-hmm. yet. In my timeline, I'm going to set that up tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, come and join us at Book Club. Come and have a chat with awesome folks about some awesome books. It'll be amazing. My brain hurts. I don't know what I just said for the last three minutes of this podcast. I'm <laughs> 
I'm really sorry to anybody who's listening to this for the first time. I'd say this isn't what it's usually like, but it is not that different from what yeah. it's usually like. <laughs> Look, we're just trying to figure out how the universe works, but we don't know. And there are lots of people who will tell you that they do know, but they don't know either. Nobody knows. No one knows. No one knows anything. Just you be yourself and do your awesome thing. That's all that matters in the moment. Okay, we should probably go before we confuse ourselves even further. We've run out of time. (laughs) We have. We really have. Goodbye. Goodbye. That is America's ass.